Driving home from a Cleveland hospital one late winter evening in March 2001, I saw an exit sign pointing off the freeway, and for a brief, anguished moment, I considered doing it. Not taking the exit, but slamming into it. What if I just hit it, I remember thinking. Then I wouldn't have to make a decision. The thought passed as quickly as the sign itself, but the fact that I had even considered what may be a lethal solution to an inner conflict rattled me to my core. You see, I didn't want to die, just be injured enough to have to quit. From the outside, I looked like I had everything, a supportive husband, a beautiful baby, and a promising future in medicine. By the end of my fourth year of medical school, I was miserable. I resented the never-ending hours. I would go two to, th two to three days at a time without seeing my baby. I wasn't allowed to take time out of my day to pump so my breast milk dried up quickly. I was facing discrimination and backlash from my superiors, not only because I was a woman, but because I had the audacity to become pregnant while still in medical school. Fast forward to residency, I chose a field radiology for the wrong reasons. That evening in the car made it crystal clear what I needed to do. I quit medicine to be a stay-at-home mom. To borrow author Glennon Doyle's analogy, I am a goddamn cheetah. I abandoned my career and along with it my, the expectations of everyone in my life in order to not abandon myself. I wanted to use cloth diapers, stay home with my baby, maybe have another, grow a garden, live close to the earth. I had always been an activist, partly due to my parents and it's in my nature. I'm a Libra. But I knew I would be disappointing others when I quit. My father was, really wanted his five daughters, but mostly me, to follow in his footsteps and be a doctor. My father didn't speak to me for two months after I quit. This was excruciating. But I knew not to take his reaction or anyone else's personally. I realized then that the reaction of others when I simply listen to my inner voice is more about them than me. In that complicated period, I studied yoga through videotapes. I had begun studying it a couple years before that. It gave me peace. It was an opportunity to get out of my head and into my body. I decided then that I wasn't going to let anybody else write my script for me. I decided then at that moment that if I ever returned to medicine, it would be on my terms. That was my first fresh start as an adult. In 2004, we moved to Des Moines after my husband completed residency to be closer to extended family. We bought a house on the south side which quickly turned into a money pit. We founded a children's theater in the basement of our church, which still thrives today, Des Moines Young Artists Theater. Life was full and busy with three young children. 
which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but perhaps we were filling our lives with other things because maybe we weren't working well as a couple. Maybe some relationships are like people. They have lifespans. In 2014, a young singer approached us with the idea of renovating an old building and starting a jazz club in it. My husband was interested in investing in a live music venue, and this was perfect. The kids were older. We both completely embraced it. It's a sexy little jazz club on Walnut Street called Noche. Maybe you've heard of it. For a time, it was a shared excitement between the two of us, but it couldn't ultimately make up for the underlying drift between us. During that period, I decided to fulfill some items on my bucket list, like learning Arabic, traveling to Egypt, and then Gaza on a humanitarian mission with a medical group. And I was thriving, and I didn't go once to Gaza, I kept and keep returning. I even took my 10-year-old daughter there in 2017 when she was in, allowed in as an international student ambassador for Gaza Summer Fun Weeks camp at the invitation of the United Nations Relief Works Agency. Going to Gaza was when things really shifted inside of me. I became less tied to the house or the narrative of how my life should be. Going to Gaza threw me so much deeper into my yoga practice in ways I never anticipated. My experiences in Gaza were so intense and heartbreaking that in addition to deepening my yoga, I deepened my attachment to alcohol. And then in 2016, after our oldest child moved away for college, my husband changed medical groups and eventually relocated to Waterloo. We sold our big house, bought a smaller one, where I stayed behind with our youngest after our middle child moved with him. Even though it didn't seem like it, it was another fresh start. Yoga is more than just a physical practice. It is a way of life. Yoga literally means yoke or union, the union of body, mind, and spirit. In yoga, we talk, the guiding principles are the yoga sutras. They sound simple but are extremely difficult to attain, like not attaching to one's thoughts or the fruits of one's labor. We calm our mind through meditation, poses, and breathing techniques. The very first yoga sutra is this. Now yoga begins. It is always beginning. As long as you have breath, you have a fresh start, a new beginning. My marriage this past year ended in divorce, and for all the pain and reckonings, I've gone through a rebirth of sorts. I've stopped drinking. I've immersed myself in spending time with my children, sisters, my wonderful parents, close friends, and, duh, in the practice of yoga. In 2018, I 
took my first yoga teacher training through Power Life Yoga. I am now 500 hours certified. I have truly found a family in my Power Life community. In yoga, we talk about avidya, or ignorance, as the root cause of all human suffering. Buddha said, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. You see, we will all face pain. We suffer when we don't accept reality and cling to what isn't, instead of accepting what is. Through my science background, I understand that grief, trauma, and stress live within our bodies somewhere physically. Yoga is my most valuable tool in my toolbox. Through my practice, I am able to sit with and in the ugliest and most painful emotions and not get crushed or swept away. Yoga helped me to stop drinking. When we drink, we numb ourselves to life, especially difficult emotions. Being newly single is both exciting and scary, just like leaving my medical career was. But in truth, medicine was never really my choice. And it's been about five years since I really felt I was in a marriage. So to those of you struggling under the weight of your circumstances or choices, find your breath. Let's do it right now. Ready? Inhale. Let it go. And you will find your fresh start. Now yoga begins. Namaste.